Let's go ahead and make welcome Tim Wallace. Thank you so much. Is that the camera I'm looking? I never know what camera to look into. <laughs> and we are going from my uh, recording from my living room. So you may see my dog running around here. That's a dog? I thought it was another camera. I kept looking over at it and I thought, well, that's kind of a strange looking camera, but it is. It's Josie the dog. Josie the dog. Yep, she's watching us. Normally I have to uh, block her out and she starts scratching at the door when I'm recording, but. It should be fun. So, Tim, uh, we're, we're from the same state of... Uh, emergency? <laughs> state of emergency? That's what we're in. So, I, I'm assuming you brought me here to talk about politics and religion? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'd like to talk about, because there's nothing that brings people more together than talking about politics and religion. And yeah, lap steals. And lap steals, for sure. Well, yeah, let's... Uh, first of all, uh, where are you at in Illinois? I am in East Peoria, Illinois, born and raised in uh, the godforsaken town of Decatur, Illinois. And uh, are you familiar with Decatur? Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw uh, Leo Kotke there I don't, in, in the 90s sometime. At the... Yeah. Can you smell it ever down here in, <laughs> in Bethalto? Because it, uh, it's got a nice smell to it. Uh, then I, uh, fortunately, fortunately, yeah, I got out of Decatur. I, I, I shouldn't make fun of Decatur. It's a, it's a good town. I still got friends and family there. And then we moved up to uh, East Peoria. Gotcha, so, yeah. gotcha. And tell the folks, first of all, you got in touch with me about this, uh, your slide that you've got yes, there. Yes, the pedal slide. The left hand, let me zoom in on that. Yes, the lovely pedal slide. Talk about that just a little bit and where, where people can find that. That is at uh, Extremity, A-X-T-R-E-M-I-T-Y, Extremity.com. Or you can always get it uh, uh, also on our other website, Guitar Pickle, guitarpickle.com. Here's information about the uh, the pedal slide. We brought this out uh, about two years ago, but it was two years in the making to uh, to get it all put together. This was a very long process. It doesn't look like it would be, but the engineering in this thing was unbelievable to figure out everything how to do on it. It was it was quite a task to get it done, but we got a uh, Full-blown pattern. Nice. Let me zoom in on that. Get yeah. Here. The lovely Carol Merrill. There you go. Hold it in one place and I'll... Yeah, I kind of get a tendency to bounce around a little bit. And so how does this thing work? Tell us a little bit. Well, about it's, uh, it's all set up to where you can actually use it. Uh, I like playing a three-string, but you can use it on a six, eight. You can use it whatever you want to use it on. But uh, it's... It's sort of, in a way, a capo in your hand to where you can lay the bar down and, and then bring the cam in and out. The cam slides in and out. That was, uh, that was what the engineering feat was to get this to be able to stay across the strings and then bring it in without having to move this, this part of the bar. Yeah, 
was uh, it was quite an ordeal to uh, to come up with. It. Just the spring alone took two months to figure that spring out. Oh wow! Yeah, we went through hundreds of designs of the spring uh, for the right tension, the right that for it would kick out right. This was uh, this was quite a deal, but it was a lot of fun to invent. My my buddy uh, Galen Mushan, he's a doctor. He's an eye doctor, Doctor Galen Mushan. He lives also in East Peoria. And a friend of mine got a hold of me and said, hey, you need to team up with this guy. He's a, uh, he's a doctor, an eye doctor. I thought, well, yeah, I, you know, I should. Being a guitar player and an eye doctor should uh, get together. So uh, <laughs> ended up, he, he's an engineer. He's a part-time hobbyist engineer. And so uh, he drew this all up on the CAD programming. And, and uh, that's where I learned to do CAD drawings was uh, watching him. And so I, I also became a self-taught engineer and uh, machinist. Not that I ever wanted to be either one, but it, uh, it's worked out real nice to be able to draw things up myself, cut them out on my own equipment and stuff. But it's a lot of fun. I'm not, I am not a uh, lap steel player or a pedal steel guitar player. I would disagree on that one. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I, uh, my dad was a pedal steel guitar player. And so we always had pedal steels around and lap okay. steels growing up and I tried I really tried because in my head that's what I always heard was these steel guitar sounds but I played guitar and uh, so I guess it's been probably 25 years ago I decided that I was going to be a pedal steel guitar player so I, uh, I got a pedal steel and I thought well the only way I can learn is to just go out and play same thing I did with guitar was just go out and play so I got a hold of the worst band in uh, Central Illinois. They were just horrible, and they knew they were horrible. They were just, they were fun though, great guys. And I said, listen, I want to play pedal steel, and uh, if you guys will have me, I will play for free. And they said, great, yeah, love to have you. So uh, the third week they fired me. <laughs> I was such a horrible, pedal steel guitar player that the worst band fired me. And so I thought, well, that's probably not for me. Pedal steel guitar playing is probably not for me. But I always had it in my head what I wanted to hear and what I wanted to play. And so I'd goof around with a lap steel from time to time. And for me, now for guys like you and uh, a bunch of other guys, playing a lap steel with just a regular bar, you guys can do all kinds of stuff with that. Well, I can't. So... I guess it's been four or five years ago. Yeah, it's been that long. I uh, I thought, well, I'd like to take up the lap steel. I was thinking, well, what would I do, though? What would be different? So I played around with the lap steel. I thought, I can't do anything with this. This, this isn't what I want to hear. And I thought all I wanted to do was be able to play some licks like I would on the guitar to, to be able to play, you know, just little... Uh, uh, well, there's got to be some invention out there. And uh, being an, an inventor, I always look first to see if somebody else has got something because there's no reason for me to invent something somebody already else has. So I started looking into it, and uh, I, I couldn't believe that no one had come up with anything like this. I thought there's no way this, there's no way anybody could miss this. It's too simple. Yeah. And so I did some Google searches. Then I went into the uh, patent searches. And uh, I spent days and days going through all of the patent searches 
through the patent office, and I couldn't find anything that uh, Josie wants to play with me here. Uh, I couldn't find anything that uh, was remotely close to what I wanted to do, so I thought, well, I'll go ahead and uh, come up with some ideas. Came up with a couple uh, couple little prototypes, and I took them over to my buddy Galen Mushan, and I said, can you draw this up? And, and uh, I, he said, yeah, this shouldn't, this shouldn't take too long. And so he said, okay, we'll, uh, we'll work on this. And it shouldn't take over a week, weekend, you know, we'll, we'll have this thing done. Um, two years later, we, we finally, it, it, we have so many prototypes of leading up to what this was. Because we would come up with, with one version, and we'd go, that's it, that's it, love it, love it. And he'd say, okay, take it for a day, play it, see what you think. So I would take it and go, no, nope, that isn't it. We need to do this. We need to change that. And so what was supposed to be a weekend project ended up being uh, two years and $35,000 later. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, uh, but we're real happy with it. It's, uh, we have sold in over 50 countries now. These are sold in really? over 50 countries and, and hundreds of them, and they do real well. Uh, it's an extreme learning curve to it, though. Most people that, that play lap steel, pedal steel, dobro, whatever, whatever have you, they think they're going to pick it up and just start playing. Yeah. But yeah. it's a completely different animal. It's almost <laughs> like you got to forget everything you ever knew and start all over. In fact, the guys that, uh, that I knew that were guitar players, they would try one, and it seemed to be that uh, they had an easier time with it because they didn't have to relearn what they already knew. So, yeah. so that, that, there is a strong learning curve to it. So um, we always like to tell people that ahead of time. So it's not like, well, I took it out of the box and couldn't play it. It's like, well, when you first started playing guitar, could you instantly start playing the C chord or the F chord? You know, I yeah, doubt yeah. it. So. Well, what have you what have you found technique wise works for you to to make it kind of work for work for you? Because you sound great on it, obviously. Uh, that's smoke and mirrors, Troy. I am not <laughs> very good at this thing at all, but I have found that it. I I like playing three string, and since on a three string, you don't have to really worry a whole lot about the minors or or majors. But uh, say like take a house of the rising sun, which is in you know kicks off an A minor. <laughs> So you go A minor, C, D to F, A minor, C, E, I think it is, okay. whatever, if you played it, you know. So it's, it's, Like that, you found like uh, any 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 input 
that you've you've learned like how to how to properly kind of control your thumb and yeah the like yeah that. that was the hardest part was when you're laying the bar down and then you go to use the cam mm -hmm. the hardest part is not wanting to follow up with the bar that was really really tough was to be able to make sure that i left the bar exactly where it needed to be and then use the thumb the cam without moving my left hand to follow it up you know go sharp or flat so that was a really that was the hardest thing i think to learn on it was to make sure that the left hand stays anchored as you're moving the uh, cam Okay, so you're you're an inventor, and I gotta I gotta start touching on these instruments that you brought over. So flip that towards the camera. Let's see. This is my '49 uh, horn <laughs> ring. Years ago, I don't even remember why, but I bought a bunch of horn rings. And, and what's a horn ring? Exactly? Uh, well, this is a, off the steering wheel of a '49 Ford okay. coupe, and I have a whole bunch of them for some reason, and. Uh, it's been several months ago, but I was going through a bunch of my junk because I'm sort of a hoarder. And I found this and I thought, well, I got to do something with that. And I thought, well, what am I going to do with it? And I thought, well, I know, you got to build a lap steel around it. So uh, that's what I did. I took the 49 Ford horn ring. Yeah. And, uh, Let's hold, hold that up for a second. I'm going to zoom in and just show everybody. Now, he built this. That's what I really want to stress. And so, Talk about just the, I, I you know, I'm not a guitar builder at all, so this stuff, every part of it kind of intrigues me, the, the paint, the shape of it, and uh, Well, kind of it's, it was a, uh, started out, it's as, as a two by 10 lumber from Lowe's, <laughs> and uh, so I drew up the, uh, I had no idea what I was, how I was gonna design it or anything, I just started on the CAD drawings trying different configurations and and I always lay down what it has to be the essentials of where everything needs lay out and then I'll go from there and so I knew I knew I needed the horn ring to be in there but I couldn't have it back too far needed up you know wherever I could get it so I take the essentials start there and then work on the outside okay and uh, I probably went through I don't know three or four days of of different designs before this was the one that I uh, settled on and I've got two CNC machines, and uh, so I cut the wood all myself, and then I cut, uh, designed the pit guard, that's white purloid, and uh, the bridge and the nut is three-quarter inch uh, aluminum. So I, so I cut slots in for that. It's a bottom loader, so the strings go underneath, and, uh, and then usually I will paint the guitars myself, but this one, I wanted a good paint job on it, so... Uh, uh, one of the drummers in a band that I play in with Buddy Love, he owns a uh, owns an auto body. So I told him, I said, I want this the same color, 1949 green. You know that ugly green. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it too. It's but it, it's you know so it's, cool. it sounds like it'd be you know pretty ugly, but it uh, it turned out real nice. I, I I'm real happy with that. So, but I'll only build one. I'll only build. I you know I won't go 
buy a bunch of these horn rings and build a bunch of guitars. I like to build one, and then I might change it up a little bit if I found something else that would work for that, but I would not want to build on these guitars the exact same guitar. Yeah, yeah. and how many strings? I think that's three. three. I love three Only strings. Only three strings. And what do you have those strings tuned This for? is tuned E, B, E. Okay. Or I'll drop it down to DAD tuning, D-A-D, but the, this one here is E, B, E. And... I can, uh, pretty much anything I really want to do, I mean, it's, it's got its limits, of course, but anything I really, this is my comfort instrument. Whenever I just want to sit around and, and uh, feel good and play, I've got a three string in every room of the house. I've got, uh, I've built probably a hundred three string guitars, different, wow. different kinds, and, and I sell a lot of them, uh, but I've got one in each room, and it's just one of those things that if I'm just sitting around it's it's just one of those nice things to play come up with different uh chords licks and stuff all on three strings i tried playing a four and it was fine and uh but the three string was just i felt was very comfortable to not have to think about a lot because yeah. being a guitar player for 45 years if i play guitar I'm, I'm very wrapped up in the guitar and everything about it but it's uh it's not a comfort instrument this okay. is more of a really nice comfort instrument. And I play six string lap steel, and I make a lot of six string lap steels. But for me, they're, uh, they, don't, they don't give me the nice, easy going, you know, stress-free feeling that, like a three string does. Nice. Do you, do you make lap steels for other people and sell sure. them and all that? Yes, yeah, a okay. bunch of them. I've got a new design coming out. I mean, it's a design that I did a couple of years ago, but uh, it's a playoff of it. I decided to take 45 records, old 45 records, and make that part of the guitar. Now those I do make, uh, I make a bunch of those. Like this guitar here, I will only make one with the horn ring. But the ones I'm using the 45 record on, they will be a guitar. What the whole idea, let me back up. For me, an instrument ought to be a personal instrument. Mm -hmm. And so to make the same cookie cutter guitar over and over, it uh, does not appeal to me. But to be able to take like the ones that I will make that it, uh, you know, I'll make 20 or 30 at a time, they will have a, they have a 45 uh, record in them. And you can easily change that 45 record out for whatever 45 record you have so you can personalize it yourself. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I just, I just don't like doing cookie cutter, but it's, it is sort of cookie cutter, but you can still personalize it you know, to put, you know, a record maybe you had out of your favorite record, your first record, you know, whatever you want to do with it. So it does, it does let you personalize it somewhat. And I make those in three strings and six strings. Nice. Yeah. You know, I didn't touch on uh, the, what jumped out at me was your, your personalized fingerboard there that you got. Now that's your CNC machine. Oh, the fretboard here? Yeah, fretboard, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, also made out of perloid. Let me zoom in on that. Go ahead and tilt that. And I tried um, yeah, that is really cool. several different scale lengths. And for me, and I, and, and I know everybody's got their own favorite, but I like a 21.76. Hmm. And I went through a lot. I went, I went 22, 22 and a half, name it, I tried it. And uh, I found after literally making hundreds of different scale lengths to what, I'm kind of OCD. Uh, to come up with the scale length that I like that would really work well with 
the pedal slide and what I wanted to do and how I felt with the, the scale length, I come up with 21.76. Huh, that's, that's interesting. Most people probably like a little little longer scale length, but... Uh, yeah, I know mine, I guess with the, the Asher that I've got, it's 24, Yeah, I believe. So that would, that's, and normally, like they say, a short scale is what, like... 22, 22. Or something like that. Yeah. Well, we're only, uh, I'm at 21.76. So I'm just a little bit yeah. less than a quarter inch. And you really, that's hard to tell on that that long. But uh, yeah, I, I, I even play 25 and a half. And I know a lot of lap steels are 25 and a half. And that's just very uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I guess it's whatever you get used to. So yeah. not being a lap, long lifetime lap steel player, I didn't have to really, uh, you know, I, I had no nothing I had to relearn. It's just, I went with whatever worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. So when we first met, you had talked about, um, some of the other inventions that you did before this one, mm -hmm. uh, that you have your guitar over there. Now I know that you, you talk a little bit about the, uh, the B benders. That yeah. You, I do was the, that kind of the first thing that you invented? Yeah. Years ago, it's probably been 25, 30 years ago. I wanted a uh, I wanted a bender on my guitar. Like I said, I, in my head, I always wanted to be a pedal steel guitar player. From the time I was nine years old, the sound I heard in my head was pedal steel licks. But, like I said, I'm not much on a pedal steel. But that's there was a tone that I wanted for the guitar, which is that great old tally sound. But I couldn't get the uh, the licks that I absolutely had to play. And so, I guess, yeah, 25, 30 years ago, I thought, well, I'll build a bender because they, at the time, you know, Gene Parsons had his bender out, but, uh, you know, I couldn't afford that at the time. We had small kids and, uh, you know, just couldn't justify spending that kind of money. So I thought, well, he had the B bender, but I wanted a G and a B bender. So I came up with, uh, my first one was out of typewriters. Uh, manual typewriters. I took apart manual typewriters because there's a lot of moving parts. And then uh, I got down to one part I couldn't find that I needed. And I looked over on the screen door and I saw a part on the screen door that I thought would work. So I took the screen door apart. And uh, so my first bender was two manual typewriters and, uh, and a screen door. <laughs> and so then hard. I went into production with them. Then I started actually manufacturing a, a real bridge with everything uh, about 18, 20 years ago. And, uh, and I, I made hundreds of those things, mostly by hand. I wasn't a real, I was a, a hillbilly cobbler. Didn't really do any machining. And so then I would start slowly getting parts machined. And now I got it to where I don't do anything. I designed it exactly how I wanted. And there's a uh, local machinist that makes all the parts for me, and now I've got it much nicer now. It's a very slick, uh, produced, manufactured uh, bridge that you just take your bridge off, put mine on, absolutely no modifications to your guitar at all. You can have a B and a G bender. Wow, yeah, that is so, cool. So it's kind of an evolution over from typewriters to now it's a finely honed, manufactured piece. So show your show your uh, other I guess this is well this invention here this is uh, this was without the levers but this is one of the old old benders it, it's got levers that go in here and here the B bender G bender mm -hmm. now my personal guitar I also got an A bender and uh, but my guitar is quite a mess but this 
This particular bridge is around 15 years old. And I stick a magnet so I don't lose my stuff. But uh, So it's come a long way from this look here. And I didn't even wow. bring one. I didn't even bring one of the new manufactured pieces to look at. But you can look at them at guitarpickle.com. Guitarpickle.com. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so then, as time went on, I thought, well, I wanted to be able to drop my E, my big E street, down to D. And I thought, well, I'll just get a, uh, a drop D tuner. Well, the ones that I, I found, it was either you were in E or you were in D. Well, I wanted something that I could do a slow drop on. So I came up with this, this drop D tuner here. I call this the uh, string drop. And you can put them on all six strings if you wanted to and go into alternate tunings. Huh. Uh, but it's, it's just a real simple piece. And again, all my inventions, there's no modifications. I try to make things where there's no modifications. So on this, you just loosen up the nut that goes on to the, uh, the tuner, loosen the string, Loosen that nut, slide it in, tighten it back up. And uh, I had a music store one time time me to see how long it took to put on. And I put one on in about 35 seconds. Wow. And you go to E to D. I also use one on my A string to go A up to B. So you can also use it to either drop from like E to D, or if you want to put it on another string like I do my A, I go A up to B. Oh, okay. And I designed it where you can put them right in, in line in a row. And that was another one I used to make all by hand. Let me zoom in on that just to see exactly what that looks. Now, how do you? How would you attach that like if somebody bought that? How do they attach it again? I know you. Probably... Uh, loosen up the the nut. Okay. On your nut washer tuners. Mm -hmm. Loosen it up just enough for the tuner to go for the uh, for the string drop to go in. Okay. Yeah, I brought one actually. Um, oh, I know. What I want to tell you the A string. The my. Uh, my A, mm -hmm. I was down at the Steel Guitar Convention one year and I heard Buddy Emmons play uh, a song that he calls The Nameless Shuffle. And there was this one little lick in The Nameless Shuffle that I, I, had, to, I had to learn how to play it. But there was no way of playing it without having to raise the A and raise the G at the same time and then uh, drop the two at the same time. And I thought, well, I, if, I, if I don't hear that sound I'm going to go insane <laughs> so I, uh, I I just kept, kept thinking how am I going to do this and then uh, one night about three o'clock in the morning it came to me how to do it I thought I know how to do it so I got so excited I ran out to my shop and started welding on my guitar didn't take the strings off I didn't do anything I just started drilling on it and actually welding on my guitar and this thing was so ugly, this piece I come up with. And it took me about an hour to do it. And it completely burned up the guitar and it did all kinds of stuff. But uh, I could play that lick. And that lick is not even two seconds long. But I could play it. And that's what made me happy. And then, oh, here's the crazy part. Here's the really crazy part. So I learned this, this thing that I, where I've got two strings overlap at the same time. The A and the G are, are overlapping each other. You know, raising and dropping at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I'd only heard Buddy Owens play the song one time. So I kept asking everybody, hey, you got a cut of that? I need to get a cut of it. And finally a friend of mine goes, you know what? I think I got a cut of that. He sent it to me and I'd learned it wrong. 
I completely learned the song wrong. Oh. And the lick that I thought I was hearing him play when I heard him live wasn't even in the song. <laughs> so I went to all that trouble and went completely insane to come up with this A-bender so I could hear this lick that didn't even exist. Oh. But now I, I now I use the A-bender a lot. I, I use a, uh, another funny story on the A-bender. I was down in Nashville at a show down there, and some guys were hanging around there and asked me about my guitar, and, I, and they said... Uh, you know, why do you like the eight bender? I said, it's great for like George Jones endings and little, you know, I said, it's perfect for George Jones stuff. And I look and there, there's George Jones standing there. Oh, the man God. himself. And they were like, what? You know, and I, and I swear, I did not know he was there. And so everybody's like, there's George. And, uh, so I thought, well, I'd, you know, I wonder what he thought of that. And, and I looked over and he was like, nothing. He didn't care. <laughs> plug it if you don't mind plug it in and we'll, we'll listen to it a little right, bit i'll need to get my uh levers oh okay we'll levers take a little out. break here yeah that was so funny okay so we're back and, and like you've magic got, we're back <laughs> and you've got this what, what do you call this anyway a guitar trumpet. oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Guitar. they've been around quite a while uh <laughs> i think it, it is there a specific, uh, like, Lucille? Or yeah, this is Ludine. Ludine. <laughs> this is Ludine, yeah. Uh, I call my wife, or my wife's name is Carla. Okay. And I call her Carla Ludine. Okay. Yeah, that's not her name, actually. Her name's Carla, but it's not Carla Ludine. It's Carla Antoinette, but she hates Antoinette. <laughs> so we got together about 20 years ago, and I said, what's your middle name? She goes, Antoinette. I said, do you like that name? She goes, no. I said, well, I'll come up with something different. So I named her Ludine. <laughs> and you actually, are you joking? Or is that no, actually I'm, called? <laughs> yeah. So uh, she kind of liked the ring of Carla Ludine. Okay. Well, now we've been together so long, everybody calls her Carla Ludine. <laughs> it's not even her name. Oh, my. Yeah. So then when I made this guitar years ago, I thought, well, I got to have a name for you. You know, B.B. Uh, King's got Lucille and... Everybody's got theirs, and uh, I thought, well, I'll just name this one Lou Dean. I knew it had to probably have a name as as, as unique as, as that body shape. This is. this was uh, a mistake. This whole thing was a mistake. We had a uh, body, uh, or not a body, we had a piece of wood laying around. We had a piece of swamp ash laying around for a long time. And uh, one day, my buddy Donnie Tate says, what are you going to do with that, 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 that piece of wood? I said, we're going to make a guitar body out of it. He said, well, what's the design? I said, I don't know, grab the saw, let's see. So we just started cutting. And uh, so then we, we got, I said, let's stop there. And so we put it all together and I thought, well, we cut off too much. So I thought, well, we gotta come up with something here, just cut all this out. And afterwards I thought it needed something there. And so I uh, grabbed a uh, stick of aluminum, cut it up, grind it up, weld it all together, uh, beat it to death and shaped it and put that on there. And then I had another piece that used to come out of here, but it's gone, I don't know what happened to it. Um, but this guitar is a, I love this guitar. Let me say that first. I, this guitar and I are one, but it's a piece of crap. <laughs> if anybody else went to play this guitar, and there's been many people who have tried, and it's like, this is junk. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know every little fret noise and buzz and everything about this guitar and uh, I, I absolutely love this guitar and uh, it's 
I wish I was a tenth as famous as my guitar. <laughs> we we go to guitar shows and uh, and and we get this all the time. People go, oh, I know that guitar, I know that guitar, and uh, everybody takes pictures of it. And so I started asking people years ago. I said, Oh, can I see the picture? And not one time was I ever in the picture. They cut okay. me off like the neck down. So no, everybody knew my guitar. And we were at a, a show in Tulsa one time. And this guy walks up, he goes, I know that guitar. And my wife says, well, that's Tim. And the guy goes, no, it's not. She, she goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Tim. It's my husband, Tim. He goes, no, I don't know him. And he just walked off, so. <laughs> anyway, this was uh, the neck. I can't remember what the neck came off of. I think it was a Fernandez. Uh, and I had it laying around too. So I just put it together. Josie's fine. Josie. <laughs> My dog is. Is Josie in the shot? She's because, not in the shot. Oh, I wish man. she was. Josie, you need to be in the shot. Cute little dog. But this has got my uh, B bender and G bender. And you're doing that with your forearm, right? Well, it's kind of a, uh, a dance between the two. It's kind of a dance between pushing down the neck. Okay. You know, okay. with a regular uh, uh, bender strap activated. It, you can, you can either move your arm or the neck or do both. I do a little bit of both depending on what it is. And then the G is a raise the neck and bring the, bring the arm up. when we first met which was, was like a year ago or something right yeah thanks yeah so. you came out here and and uh, showed me your your uh, slide and all that but i started to talk just very minimal music theory to you and you kind of looked at me like like i speak in greek yeah tell us a little bit about your music background like as far as like what you were apparently i guess all ear taught self-taught yeah i can't music. read uh, tabs charts music anything i i if, when I play, uh, somebody say, "Well, that's got to see something." Da, 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 da. Like, just, just what's, what's the root of the chord? That's all I want to know, and then I'll work from there. So, no, I, I, I have no idea what, you know. <laughs> that's incredible. I have no idea what anything. I, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, so you just, I mean, you just approach music always from just learning tons of albums and, and chords yeah, from... Yeah, I'm a listener. Okay. Uh, but I've, I've heard all the things I wanted to play in my head since I was nine years old. I, I wanted to play when I was five, and it took me till I was nine before mom and dad would give me a guitar. And all this stuff I've, I've always heard in my head that I wanted to play and... and uh, influenced by so many great people and I, I would go out and listen and and uh, couldn't wait to get home to to try to play what I just heard so nice yeah but I I, I had a guy one night trying to just I mean he just drove me nuts trying to tell me I needed to learn this and I needed to learn that and I 
was, I was getting aggravated with him because he just kept going on about, well, you know, if you don't really know this and don't know that, then what, you know, what good are you? Yeah, yeah. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I don't care what I'm playing. I, I, I didn't ever, and I still, to this day, 45 years later, I, I want people to feel what I play, not hear what I play. Sure, and, yeah. and why would I care if it's a flatted fifth, 13th minor with the, I, and, and I'm not saying anybody knows that. That's not, you know, that's great. I, 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 I respect that and I respect them, but it's not me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no desire to, to know that. I, I play for my pure enjoyment. I've been doing this for 45 years and I am more passionate now about playing guitar than I've ever been in my entire life. I mean, the, the thrill is, is there every day. I can't wait to, to grab the guitar and play. And the day I start having to think about what it is I'm playing and why I'm playing it, the theory, well then, that's not why I play. I play music because I love music. Yeah. But I also, like I said, I, and I, I want to put, press that, that I do respect people who do know that but that's them. That's yeah. for them. Yeah. Well, I found that incredible. And the more I kind of watch some of your stuff on Facebook or, you know, you, you were playing Secret Love, I think the other yeah, day. Yeah, we didn't you know, know we even had to play it. <laughs> and uh, I, I, did, I know that, <clears throat> I know that song from Lenny Bro's version, you know. Yeah. And I've always loved that song. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, this is, this guy's playing this jazz tune and he doesn't know any names of these chords. I didn't even know the song. We had uh, the, the, the Polly, our, our bass player, her husband was there. He goes, do you know Secret Love? This was one minute before we went on the air. I was like, okay, let's play Secret Love. And I was like, ah. I'm not even going to embarrass myself by it. But no, we didn't even know how to play it. But uh, So yeah, it's just, I, I, I play by what it feels like. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea what it is. And it's probably wrong. And if somebody, you know, was who really knew the theory of it was like, well, that's that chord's not right. It's like, well, sounds okay to me. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, no. I think I think whatever whatever makes you happy. This is exactly music. Music's supposed to make you happy. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you know, I've had uh, you know people get on me about the the pedal slide. It's like you know that that takes away from this or does that. So then don't play it. If you don't like it, don't play it. I don't care. You know, I, I've lived this long without, you know, without your money. I'm sure I'll not miss a mill tomorrow either. I, I don't worry about that stuff. You know, people always want to blast you if you've got a, a new product out. My my God, when I, I first come out with this guitar years ago, I must have, there must have been a thousand guitar forums that made fun of me. It was like, well, how many TV stations does it pick up? You know, I mean, I, I, I got blasted for it, and, and that never once detoured me, but any product I've ever come out with, you know for the first year they're just going to beat the crap out of you about it, you know? You know, you can't worry about that. I, the way I always looked at it was, I'll invent something that I need, that I want, and if it works for somebody else, great, I'll make them one. That's, and that's how all of my products have started out. I made that B&G bender for me, and uh, somebody else wanted one, and then I started manufacturing, you know, clean them up, make them into, you know, real pieces. I could only find so many typewriters and uh, screen doors. 
So, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's kind of went from there. It's uh, My goal was never to be a manufacturer at all. I never wanted to do that. And the only thing, if I wanted to invent something, I never thought, well, how will this work for the masses? Everything that I've ever come up with was something that I thought, I like it, and if somebody else would like it, that's great, but that's that's not the goal. You know, that's not yeah. what drives me. Yeah. And certainly not money, but <laughs> well, cool. money's nice. Let's take a little break, and then you, we'll get out this other uh, lap steel you got that is just incredible looking. I... I told him when when or told Tim when we when he got here that man I'm so excited to get some of these instruments on camera so we'll take a little break and then uh, get that one up on his lap. And tell us a little bit about this lap steel. This uh, was a combination of a lot of stuff that I've just picked up over the years or antiquing or rummage cells. Now, I, I love steampunk. I love the genre of steampunk. This is a uh, 1919 Boyce Motometer. And uh, so the whole idea about steampunk is that it's driven by steam, hence the name. So I've got my piping, which is falling apart because I'm not a plumber yet. Uh, I've got that in there. That fell apart a minute away because I, I haven't got everything buckled down yet. These are Soviet-made tubes. And this here is a 1919-1920, somewhere around there, uh, razor blade sharpener cleaner. So, but I put a guitar pick in it. So I've always got a guitar pick there, and I can... Uh, hand myself a guitar pick and clean it up. Oh, that's great. And uh, this is off of a Studebaker, I think about a 1950-something Studebaker horn. And uh, this is off of an old phone. And this here is from an early uh, 50s, I think a phone, pay phone. And uh, so I took the phone all apart, wired it all up, put it in here, I got the, the bell. Which, as you drive down the road, the road shakes that. You hear that everywhere you drive, which drives you nuts. And then uh, an 1889 uh, Silver Dollar. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's my uh, steampunk time machine. And uh, this, again, was just uh, uh, a design I come up with to put everything in there. So cool. And then... Uh on the floor, other than Josie, we've got your other yeah, I, steel. Right, now that's a, uh, you know, I'm a Telecaster player, and everybody kept saying, when are you going to make a Tele? When are you going to make a Tele lap steel? So I, uh, I made a Tele lap steel. So Tele cool. phone lap tele steel. Phone. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But uh, uh, I can explain to you how this time machine works, if you yeah. like. Well, uh, I couldn't come up with a uh, flux capacitor. So what I did was uh, I made this like an OnStar. And what you do, you dial zero, and then the operator answers, and you tell the operator where you want to go, what year, what time, sure. location, everything like that. And so then the uh, then what you do to go where you want to go, you got to strum like 88 miles an hour. And once you strum 88 miles an hour, it puts you there where you want to be. <laughs> And then to get back into present time, 
if you get into an emergency, if you're out time traveling, you dial 911 and it'll immediately put you back into present time. But if you know you want to schedule the time, like say, you know, you're hanging around, uh, you know, an old cowboy thing or something, or, you know, watching the pyramids being made. And you go, you know what, I think I want to go home tomorrow. You dial 8675309, and then you'll schedule the time, and you go, you know, I want to be back present time tomorrow at noon, and it does it. But just you, but in order to do it, you tell it, and then you got to strum it 88 miles an hour. <laughs> and then that will put you back into present time. Oh, man, has to be probably the most unique lap steel I've ever seen. Yeah, I wish this wasn't a falling apart. I should have put it... I'm not quite done with it. I got some other pieces I want to put on it, and so I, I hadn't uh, fastened that down yet. Let's hear it one more time. You get the... So we're back with Tim Wallace, and, and uh, he wanted to talk, uh, what'd you say, a little bit about the, the pedal slide some more? Well, the pedal slide, we got a little, uh, we got a, just want to let everybody know we have a few options. Uh, one is a 15 degree cut. One of the options is a 15 degree cut on the end. And then we also offer, offer a uh, bull nose. So we got a bull nose and the 15 degree cut, and we got a couple different weights. We got the lighter weight of like a 6.5 ounce. Uh, up to around an eight ounce. So we've got a couple different options there for uh, weight and the cut. Myself, I like the lightweight with the 15 degree cut. But if somebody wants the, uh, I get a lot of people like the heavier bar, the bull nose heavier bar. So we do have those if, if you want them. But we've also, and I, I didn't even tell you about, we've got a new style of a bar coming out that uh, it's, it's similar to the pedal slide with a lot less learning curve to it. Oh. Cool. And that will be out. So you'll want to check that out. We'll have it on guitarpickle.com and also extremity.com. And that'll be out here in the next month. By Christmas, it'll be out. And it's a, like I said, it's a similar bar. It's very, very ergonomic. Uh, feels great in your hand. And, and it's also got some stuff that it'll do, but it's a lot less learning curve than the pedal slide. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, why don't you take us out with, uh, I don't know, just... Uh, Show, work your magic on there. My magic. <laughs> I pull a rabbit out of this somewhere. So how about uh, I'm so lonesome I can cry.
takes it home. <laughs> sounds great, man. Well, thanks, Tim, for being on the show. And uh, once again, what are these websites where people can... Uh, guitarpickle.com and Axtremity, A-X-T-R-E-M-I-T-Y.com. Am I getting paid for this? <laughs> no, but neither am I, so it's okay. I get a sandwich or... No? Yeah, you, uh, you get the company of Josie. And a sandwich. Uh, and uh, a banana. I think I have some... Banana. Some ripe That's bananas. Good. Back I appreciate there. you doing this. I... Uh, I'm a big fan of yours, have been for quite a while, so this was this was really cool. This was a lot of fun. Well, great, great. Yeah, I, I'm totally impressed with your uh, all your inventions and the creativity and, and sense of humor, all that. Well, most people man. think I'm some kind of, like, male model. Uh, <laughs> and i got to remind them I'm not just another pretty face. I, You know, it's actually something going on. You know, the yeah. eyes are up here. You look at, you know, my eyes are here. So. <laughs> Tim Wallace, everybody. We'll see you on the next, on the next show.